Hello, and welcome back to Free Indeed. Today we're going to be in Psalm 46, and this is a rare one where we're going to be in ES in the ESV. I love ES the ESV, but uh, normally I read in HTSB, but this this version is better, I think, for this psalm. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's pray. Father, We cannot comprehend your glory. We cannot understand your greatness and your majesty. You are holy and highly exalted, Father. You are righteous. You are magnificent. You are strong and yet kind. You are all-powerful, all-knowledgeable, and yet still all-loving. You are just. You are a refuge. You are our help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the sea, though the the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, we will not fear, because you are with us, because you are our fortress, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham is also the God of of me, is my God, Yahweh, the eternal one, the great I am. You are still him. You are still that God, the Lord of hosts. You can do all things. So we exalt you among the nations and we stand still Knowing your character and knowing who you are, we worship you as you made us to do.
because we find our purpose. We find comfort and peace in, in realizing that it's not about us. That this life has nothing to do with us. It's about you. That we are created for union and for worship of you. To recognize that you are God. You are all-powerful. You are all-knowing. You are eternal. And we are human. Mortal. Our lives are are the blink of an eye. We are not you. And no matter what we do, we can never be you. You are worthy of praise. Your character leads us to trust and stillness. Help us to know you. Help us to be wise enough to know that you are trustworthy. Help us to be still and know that you are God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Tonight, for the first time in my life, I decided to go sit um, at the dock. I have a dock behind my house. I live on a river. I decided to go sit on the dock and like just didn't bring a phone with me and just chilled and just was still. And it was... It was relaxing, but it brought out some realizations of me, how me-focused I am. I started to think, as I looked into the water, how beautiful it was, but then my next thought was, well, I wonder if I could walk on it without falling through it. I wonder if I could do that. And then I was like, well, you know, scared to do it because I don't want to get wet and stuff, and, you know, what if I, what if I fall? What if I don't? Basically this wrestling match between, man, do I really believe? Oh, I just don't have enough trust, so I don't have enough belief. All of this typical anger towards myself until I realized that it's the issue isn't that I believe or don't believe. The issue is that I'm so focused on myself that I cannot enjoy the splendor and the majesty and the wonder of the waves, of the sunset hitting the water. I'm so focused on whether my intentions and whether my belief is good enough to measure up to the all-knowing eternal God that I can't enjoy his splendor. I'm so inwardly focused, searching my own heart and self when it says in Psalm 139, search me, O God. And if there's any offensive way, I mean, lead me in the way everlasting. It says for God to search us. And here I am searching myself constantly so much that I can't even worship him. I can't even focus. I can't even see. I'm so blinded by my own self. My own reflection blinds me so much that it causes me to not even be able to see the God the, the glory of God that is standing, sitting, appearing right in front of me. A gorgeous sunset, beautiful clouds, reflecting onto the water, the light and the majesty, all pointing to the glory of God, and yet so focused am I on myself that I can't even feel its beauty or recognize it. 
we are so caught up in ourselves, on our phones. We are so distracted that we miss out on the worship, on the glory, on the beauty of God. And guess what? We were created to sing, praise, dance, worship God. We were created for union and closeness with God. Yet we distract ourselves continuously as followers of Jesus, as, as secular people. We all distract ourselves so much from what we were created for. Let that sink in. We were created for union, for closeness, for reverence, for worship of the living God. To enter into the dance of majesty, of never-ending glory. And yet we turn away from our purpose and look to ourselves. And then we wonder, where's God? We wonder why he doesn't show up. As if he owes us something. That he doesn't show himself enough. As if he's indebted to us. Let that sink in today. You know, shalom. Shalom. The word shalom means is is translated to English as peace. But in Hebrew, what it what it really is is actually like what the word shalom was created for. Here, give me a second. I'll read it to you. This is what Tim Keller says on shalom. The Hebrew word for this perfect, harmonious interdependence among all parts of creation is called shalom. We translate it as peace, but the English word is basically negative, referring to the absence of trouble or hostility. The Hebrew word means much more than that. It means absolute wholeness, full, harmonious, joyful, flourishing life. That's what we're made for, shalom, harmony, wholeness in God. Shalom. And each day, we say, may the shalom of Jesus be with you. May the shalom of Jesus be with you. And, and it can't fully be with us until we are with God. It can't fully be with us, shalom, until we have passed and been resurrected into new life. We have one foot in the proverbial or real door of shalom and yet still one in this physical world. In this present world, I should say.
But when we say, may the shalom of Jesus be with you to each other, when we say, may the peace of God be with you, it's really, may the wholeness of God be with you. May the presence of God consume you. May your thoughts be linked to his will. So above all else, above all else, if this is the only episode you ever listen to, God's nearness is where this peace, this shalom can be found. Peace doesn't do justice. So the word peace doesn't do justice of what God brings. Fullness, wholeness, joy. Be still and know that he is God, that he wants to be near you. He wants to be in shalom, in harmony with you. He wants you to, he wants you to enter into that with him. Just because he loves you, he doesn't need you, but he wants you. And it's an open gift, free for you to receive. So let's take some time. Heck, let's take our whole day if we need it, but let's prioritize God. Do we really believe, do we really believe that Jesus died on the cross for us and was resurrected? I mean, do we, do we really believe it? Because our lives don't look like we believe it. Do we really believe it? Are we really filled with the Holy Spirit? I challenge you to search yourself. And I challenge you to search for God. See that he is good. Taste that he is good. Worship him. Be close to him today. Seek him today. And may the shalom of God be with you. Amen. Amen.